Hi, my name is DeAndre Sinet, and I will be your host for a Distinct Lens podcast. So I was thinking to myself last night how I would do the introduction, and so I thought I would structure it like this. I'll give you a brief description about what this podcast is about, what a distinct lens is about, and then I'll give you information on when you can expect to hear the podcast, and then I'll give you my reason for starting the podcast, I'll give you a bit of information about myself, and then I'll end it with a brief conclusion on what I hope to accomplish with this. So, A Distinct Lens podcast is designed to share experiences of the Black diaspora in relation to financial literacy. The aim is to raise financial intelligence in our communities for the purpose of supporting group economics. Our guests are encouraged to share their views, opinions, and experiences relevant to the subject matter. As such, we will explore what it means to be Black in various economies, whether that be capitalistic, socialistic, or otherwise. This is a call to the black diaspora. Let's share our stories. And while we're at it, let's increase our financial intelligence. Also, I'd like to add all views expressed in this podcast are that of its guests and host and in no way represent any commercial government or nonprofit organizations by which they may be associated. In other words, these are our personal viewpoints. Let's level up through our shared experiences. The introduction episode will be shorter than the rest. This may be about 10 minutes. As this is a limited series, there will only be about seven episodes. And each episode will last at least 30 minutes. Our guests will be from all over the world so that they may share their distinct experience. Uh, This is going to be really exciting, and I'm looking forward to sharing those experiences with all of you. So my reason for starting this podcast is multifaceted. Um, I actually had the idea to start this podcast to start a podcast earlier this year aimed at financial literacy. Uh, And then I flew back to Texas back in March of 2020. uh, And due to coronavirus, I I was there for about four months. And this is when, during this time, this is when protests started that that were triggered by George Floyd's public murder. And then the video went viral and everyone in the world saw it. And... When I participated in those protests, it changed me. Um, I've always been a human rights activist. I've always believed in treating people the way that they want to be treated. And while protesting, I I, I, I recalled a memory from middle school. And I remember reading about the civil rights movement and saying to myself, I wonder how that felt like to march in the streets for your rights. And, you know, as a kid, you know, I'm inexperienced. I don't know any better. I thought it would be wonderful. Um, But it was one of the most heart-wrenching experiences I've ever had in my life. You know, also from from middle school, I remember reading about the transatlantic slave trade, about slavery in America, about the Jim Crow laws in America, about segregation in America, about the civil rights movement in America, about the crack epidemic of the 80s. I actually lived through the 1984 crime bill, the 1994 crime bill, and then the ensuing mass incarceration that's currently still trending in the United States upward. And then also the police brutality and the public murders of various black people like Tatiana Jefferson and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and so many others um, that it's sad. I, I just have a list I could just rail off right now to you of so many people who are unarmed, not a threat, 
who were murdered senselessly. And so I thought to myself, what is something that I can do while in the, in the, in the midst of these protests? What is something that I can do to make a difference? Uh, because I live and I work in the UK and I look at myself as a resource. And I was thinking to myself, well, if I'm a resource and those skills and that education and that experience that I've amassed over the years are what allowed me to enter into a different country and work there is because they see me as adding value to their community. So I'm looking at myself in that sense, uh, and it feels like I'm, I'm removing value from my own community. So I thought to myself, well, what can I do to give back to my community and also bring the black, the wider black community, the diaspora closer together? And so that's how I came finally to the idea for this particular podcast, A Distinct Lens. Uh, so many people ask me uh, what it's like to live in England, what it's like to live in the UK, what are black people like in the UK, uh, how, how do they live in the UK, What's wh what is it like? And so... I thought to myself, well, it would be wonderful if we had a platform where we could share our stories and give insight to our lives and our distinct experiences and our perspectives and, and share that with everyone else. Um, I haven't heard of a podcast that does something similar. And so I thought to myself, well, it, if it hasn't been done, let me be the first to do it. So I thought I'd create a platform that will allow us to share our stories and create that global community for the Black diaspora. I also have a few other projects going on back in the States to empower our community through education by starting a, through an early education academy that I want to start, and which is aimed at youth in our communities to get them started early on the right path. Now, that's not something I'm going to go into detail about right now, but that is something that I wanted to mention because uh, I'm serious about leaving a legacy of change in the right direction for America. So a little about myself. I was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. My mother and father, they raised myself and my two brothers. My older brother, we call him AJ. He's a junior after my father, whose name is Arthur. So AJ is short for Arthur Jr. And my younger brother, we call him Bird. Uh, we call him Bird because when he was born, he had he had bird legs. But now he's like 6'4", 260 pounds. He's, he's a big guy, but we still call him Bird. Um, I also have three intelligent and very beautiful teenage daughters who are my motivation and the reason why I get up in the morning and do the things that I do. Uh, I, grad I have a bachelor's degree from in business, business administration, actually, from Utah Arlington. And I also have a master's degree in business administration from West Texas A&M University. I became financially literate about seven years ago, and it literally changed my life. Once I, I figured out how to make money work for me, uh, I looked at it completely different, and I went about my life in a completely different way. It, there's nothing like understanding how credit works and how interest rate works, how the economy impacts wages, understanding how to invest in the short term and the long term, understanding the importance of life insurance, and understanding the importance of wills and estate, estate planning, it just opened up a whole new world for me. And that was something that I hadn't been introduced to at a, at a younger age. But it's like they say, better late than never. So I also wanted to create this podcast because I want to use this platform to share my story as well. 
with others to show that it can be done. Because prior to me becoming financial, financially literate, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have any savings. I didn't have a real understanding of how to invest or where to invest or why I should invest. Uh, I had no idea about estate planning or wills or any of that type of stuff. And now I have an excellent credit score, a life insurance. I just paid off my car that had a six-year $36,000 loan on it in three years. And now I'm an active investor. Now, this is not to say that I'm here to give financial advice. This is for me to share my story to say, hey, if I did it, you can do it as well. My hope with this podcast is our stories will help us to become more connected and in that more willing to support one another through group economics. Statistics have shown that money only circulates six hours in the black community as we don't own enough banks, hospitals, schools or grocery stores, among other institutions which create a thriving community. I mean, if we just look at some of the statistics, six, if money, a dollar circulates only six hours in the black community, 17 days in the white community, 20 days in the Jewish community and 30 days in the Asian community. That's a stark contrast to how we're spending our money or where we have the ability to spend our money. So my ultimate goal for this is for us to be more conscious of building generational wealth so that we can empower our own communities and begin to build an economic base from which we can propel ourselves out of the financial state that we currently currently are in. Uh, thank everyone for listening, and I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I will producing it.